Welcome to Inner Force. Your host is Angela King. Inner Force is all about using the tools within you to be a better leader. If you are looking to build a better business, connect more effectively with others, and become the leader you've always wanted to be, it's time to unleash your own inner force. Now, here is Angela King. Welcome. I'm Angela King, and this is Inner Force. Today, we're talking about the power of turning inward. We'll discuss the links between the parts of the inner force process and self-connection, regeneration of our inner world, and our transformation. We'll talk through how the various parts of the process fit together and support us, and we'll also talk about how to reconnect when we've lost that connection. In our new Ventures West segment later in this show, we'll be joined by Cynthia Luna, who is a partner of LF Leadership and a faculty member of New Ventures West. As we develop a method through which we can turn inward daily and throughout the course of a single day, we fuel our connection to ourselves and to others. This is what being connected to our inner force is all about. So what is inner force? We define it as our deepest, most authentic self and the source of our vitality. Inner force houses our deepest truths, our most tightly held values, and our intuition. And it is, of course, already within each of us. The mission of this show is to help create a set of practices to use in the midst of our busy lives to do three things. First, to build that connection to ourselves. Second, to regenerate the state of our inner world. And last, to generate fuel for us to bring our contribution out into the world. Now, inner force lies below the level of what we know to be our personality that we often show the world. When we talk about our deepest, most authentic self, we're talking about connecting to the you with a capital Y in you, as Oprah talks about, versus the you with a small Y of your personality, which is what we show the world. And accessing this, our inner force, requires development of a skill that we may or may not have, which is the skill of self-attunement. We define that as a physiological and emotional sensing of one's own current experience, rhythm, mood, and needs. The topics and practices that we are introducing as a part of this show leverage this skill and help us build it. Our inner force within each of us is our home base, our superpower, our flame, and our vitality. Sometimes we can only feel it as a slight flicker, and at other times we can feel it as a flame burning brightly. Tapping into the force requires presence. Presence is what actually fuels the force. This work is creating the ground for the force to flourish and thrive. Just by our very attention, we can give ourselves the fuel we need to ignite it, to keep our inner flame alive. Now, for some of us, access to our force may be clear and clean and direct. And for others, or at other times, it may be obstructed in various ways by our fears, by our habitual patterns that do not support or even allow direct access to it. So as always in our show, we want to talk about why and why this matters now. And as we've said many times over the course of this show, to meet the challenge of this moment in our history, it will take each and every one of us to rise in whatever way we can. We need every person in every corner, no matter who you are or what you do. We all need to rise. We need to turn inward towards ourselves to leverage the wealth of resources inside our inner worlds to tap into that wisdom, to that energy, to that vitality, 
and to bring it out to meet the challenges of this time. It also requires that we step more fully into ourselves and speak our truth. And in order to do that, we need fuel. This means calling on our own inner resources. And to do that, we can dig deep. We can find the place in ourselves that knows there's a better way. The place that is the source of all knowing, of energy, of capacity, and of resiliency. And from this place, we can listen more deeply to meet and see each other in the midst of the difficult conversations we need to have and begin to act. This is a call to step in and to start with ourselves. It's not about the other person or pointing fingers. It's about what I can do, what I can bring, what I can influence, and what I can contribute to the whole. Now, in integral coaching, which is the training that I've benefited from, we often ask the question, quote, for the sake of what? And in the context of this process, that means, what am I doing this for? Why bother? Why dedicate time and resources and energy to this? Ultimately, we are working on turning in towards ourselves so that we can improve our relationship with ourselves. And in doing so, we have more capacity to connect with others in a much deeper way. For me, that's the forsake of what? Transforming our world begins with transforming ourselves and specifically transforming the relationship we have with ourselves. Each one of us already has the inherent capability to transform within us. When we engage in the same practices over and over again, we will get the same results. Manifesting change in our lives and our work requires an interruption of our habitual patterns, our stories, and beliefs. When we are willing to take that on, all kinds of new possibilities arise. So this process is an invitation into more of ourselves. It is a series of steps, inquiries, and practices that we can take on to build our connection to ourselves, regenerate the state of our inner world, while simultaneously making the unconscious conscious, which is the fuel for our transformation, and also at the same time generates fuel for us to bring our contribution out into the world. This process is not a linear one. It is alchemical in many ways. And the mission of this show has been to introduce a variety of ways in to a broader audience. What we're going to do today is to start to connect the various parts of what we've introduced as a part of this invitation, and more specifically to speak about how each element builds our connection to ourselves, regenerates the state of our inner world, and fuels our transformation. Now, if you're joining us for the first time today, this can serve as an overview of the work and the topics. We won't have time to go into the depth of each topic and to address the, quote, how of each. So you can refer to the individual episodes on each topic as a follow-up. If you've been through the entire journey with us, my hope is that this will help in putting the various pieces of the process together. So as usual, we talk through things in the way of our three centers, our head, our heart, and our body. And I'd like to move through our content today in that same way. So let's begin with our head center and where we started with mindfulness, the practice of paying attention to our attention. As many of you know, mindfulness is the foundation of much of this work. Mindfulness practice brings us into the current moment and puts us in touch with our current experience, which ultimately serves as a basis for the very thing that we're talking about, this self-connection. By bringing us directly into the current moment, we start to shift out of whatever distraction we maybe have been in, which helps us right then and there 
to start to regenerate the state of our inner world. Just by connecting into the present moment, that has a regenerative impact on our inner state. So why is that? As many of us know, our nervous system has two main parts, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. In short, the sympathetic system is what activates us and is what is often referred to as the fight, flight, or freeze system. And it's activated, as we know, under stress or extreme conditions, where our system prepares to act, which of course served us very well when we needed to actually run away from a tiger. But now the system can get activated in all kinds of daily situations, like opening up our email or in a meeting with our colleagues. Conversely, the parasympathetic nervous system operates during times of low stress. It maintains and conserves body energy and directs the activities we need to have our bodies function properly. So from a biology perspective, what are we doing when we begin to focus consciously on the present moment? We're calling in the parasympathetic part of our nervous system that slows things down and has us begin to get calm and clear. This is what regenerates the state of our inner world. And over time, mindfulness fuels our transformation and, of course, contributes to all the other elements of the inner force process by cultivating our inner observer. We begin to know that we are not our thoughts. We are the person observing our thoughts. And cultivating the observer is what begins to change the game. Now, we've also introduced the zones of regulation, a framework created by Leah Coopers, which goes hand in hand with mindfulness. The zones are a simple framework for naming our state of alertness into four simple colored zones. These two practices, the zones and mindfulness, are an incredibly powerful combination in tracking what's happening in any given moment through cultivating the observer. The zones connect to what is both happening in our physical body and our emotions, which builds our self-connection muscle. Through knowing what zone we're in, we can name and accept what's happening in our mind-body system which in and of itself helps regenerate our inner world. It also gives us the awareness of what steps we can take to further support our system and helps us regenerate the state of our inner world. Over the short and long term, learning, accepting, and practicing attending to the zone we're in fuels our transformation through changing the way we show up when we're activated. This impacts our ability to meet the situations in our work and our life in the way we intend and builds our capacity to be in relationship with others. We've also covered the broad concept of our inner dialogue through a series of shows, including introducing the, talking about the different kinds of lenses that we have, our inner critic, and our story-making capabilities. When we begin to know the nature of our inner dialogue, we can identify when we are connected to that dialogue versus connected to ourselves. The process of getting to know the nature of our inner dialogue, the types of lenses we have, the nature of our inner critic, and the way that we make stories to make sense of the world, all of it helps us build the muscle of self-connection. It is in getting underneath the nature of our inner dialogue that has us begin to connect more fully to ourselves. And this fuels the regeneration of our system because we get closer to the truth of our experience instead of how the monkey mind is interpreting our experience. Now, we have to go to break in a minute, but let's talk specifically quickly about the concept of the inner critic, which is present in our internal dialogue and also contributes to our physical sensations and emotions. Every one of us has one of these inner critics and getting to know the nature of it can really change our lives. 
when the inner critic is beating us up from the inside, it has a massive impact on the state of our inner world. The move here is to learn what the inner critic is, how it operates, and how it runs the show, even if we're not aware of it, and how we can begin to defend against it. When we can do this, we begin our own journey of taking back control of our choices instead of listening and obeying to this voice which says and tells us what we should do in every moment. The very act of separating from this voice builds our self-connection muscle. The more often we separate it from it, the more skilled we get in connecting to ourselves rather than the critic. Disconnecting from our inner critic also regenerates the state of our inner world almost instantaneously. And the more time we spend connected to ourselves rather than our critic, the more inner spaciousness we will feel. This is one of the most transformational moves we can make. If you can only pick one area to focus, take up the practices we introduced around the inner critic and watch what unfolds. We have to go to break, and when we'll come back, we'll continue talking about the key tenets of the inner force process and how we can reconnect to ourselves when we lose the connection. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Inner Force is brought to you by New Ventures West. Pioneers of the renowned integral coaching method, New Ventures West has been offering transformative training programs for three decades. Their world-class faculty is known for developing masterful coaches who are of genuine service to their clients while staying true to themselves. With a focus on personal transformation and practical wisdom, leaders from all over the world have learned to cultivate greater capacity and fulfillment in their lives and to make a more meaningful contribution to those around them. Learn how integral coaching is applied in business leadership through masterful conversations. A three-day workshop for professionals offered in San Francisco, the Washington, D.C. area, and other cities worldwide. Visit newventureswest.com slash innerforce to explore what is possible. That's newventureswest.com slash innerforce. New Ventures West. Bring your whole self to life. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is Inner Force with Angela King. We'd love to hear your questions and comments on today's show. Please send your questions and comments by email to info at fuelinnerforce.com. Now, back to Inner Force. Welcome back. I'm Angela King, and this is Inner Force. We're talking about the various parts of the Inner Force process 
and how they fit together to build our connection to ourselves, regenerate the state of our inner world, and fuel our transformation. In the last segment, we covered a few of the concepts around the area of the mind. So now let's move into the heart and the body. From a heart perspective in this inner force process, we focus primarily on emotions. And we've introduced a simple framework that involves all three centers, actually, of our being, our head, our heart, and our body, to own our emotions. So that framework, really quickly as a reminder, is step one, to tune in, to recognize that we're having an emotion. Step two is to stay, to trust ourselves to stay with the physical sensations that may be arising with that emotion, and we can start to begin an investigation into what these are. Step three is to name it, name the emotion we're having, and we offered a short and simple list of emotions that we can start with of the five basic emotions of fear, anger, sadness, shame, and joy. Step four is the choice. We can learn that we have a choice of what to do with our emotions, which is greatly supported by what we were we have been calling the pause. So we can act out an emotion by yelling at someone in anger or eating to cover up sadness or skipping right on over joy and going straight to imagining the worst possible turn of events. Or the other alternative is we can pause. We can a pause when that emotion is arising and feel it fully. Leveraging the power of the pause can change the way we react with people in terms of our connection with them and, of course, our connection with ourselves. In the pause, we stop our habitual reaction and give ourselves a chance to make a more conscious choice. And then the fifth step in this framework is to take action. It's about stepping into taking the conscious action that has us show up in the way we intend. And if and when we don't, which of course will happen, to take responsibility for it. We spent an episode focused specifically on the emotion of fear and that we can learn to practice the feeling the fear and acting anyway in acts of courage, which of course is fundamental into stepping into more of ourselves and what we can contribute to the world. As we practice these steps of owning our emotions, we build the self-connection muscle through recognizing, staying with, and honoring our emotions. And this is critical to fostering the connection with ourselves. When we honor our emotions in this way, we also regenerate the state of our inner world through letting the emotion be there, recognizing it, and simply giving it the space it needs. And last, this process also fuels our transformation because we heal ourselves through treating our emotions with respect and giving them space. We also heal and transform our relationship with others by owning our emotions rather than letting our emotions own us and leak out. Now let's move on to the body. We've brought in the awareness of our physical body as a way to hold difficulty and support ourselves in the midst of our current experience through our breath, finding our ground, and our posture. We will learn that we can access our body through the power of our breath, which is, of course, accessible in any moment, wherever we are or whatever situation we're in. We brought in the uh, bringing our attention actually to the lower half of our body to begin to tap into the power that we can find when we feel our legs and our feet into the floor and thus finding our ground. And last, we brought in the notion of our posture and how we can affect what we actually feel is possible for ourselves in any given moment through noticing and adjusting and stepping in to our posture in a new way. Also, as a part of this process, we've introduced the concept of fueling up and nourishment. 
We've reframed self-care into fueling up, which opens possibilities for us. We've discussed how it's critical that we do things every day and throughout the day in order to put fuel in our tank to bring our whole selves to our work and our life. Our inner fuel tank is what provides what we need in terms of mental, physical, and emotional energy to bring our whole selves to the task at hand, whatever that may be. Now, fueling up and nourishment are two sides of the same coin. Both are critical to the process of connecting ourselves. Our definition of nourishment, as a reminder, is the act of providing ourselves with a variety of different activities that help us continuously restore our mental, physical, and emotional well-being, as well as position us for personal growth and development. There is both an aspect of maintenance here to cover my bases daily and growth, meaning that nourishment is a set of actions we can take up to fuel that inner fuel tank to meet our baseline needs and also facilitate our self-actualization and stepping into our developmental growth. Paying attention and taking care of our body is a critical lever in our transformation and is often the one we leave out, particularly in the business world. We build the self-connection muscle by turning inward towards what's happening right now in our body. We regenerate the state of our inner world through being in connection enough with ourselves to know what our body needs, which then, of course, gives us the opportunity to take steps that we need to give it what we need. Transformation is propelled by the fuel of turning inwards towards our physical body in the moment by cultivating our presence. And in our last show, we introduced the concept of cultivating our agency, which is a move that builds on many of the other aspects we've introduced as a part of this inner force process. In order to cultivate our agency, we have to pay attention to ourselves in a particular way through our thoughts, through our emotions, through our internal states, and through patterns in our body. Agency can help us see what moves we can make, what we can control, what we can shift, and what we have contributed to a situation, and thus have us have more ability to take the necessary steps to take responsibility for our part in the difficulty. Agency is another way of turning in towards ourselves to attune to what's happening within our own system And to meet that reality, whatever it is, and then take whatever steps are necessary. And as such, all of this is what builds the muscle for self-connection. When we can see our agency in a situation, a metaphorical light bulb goes off that regenerates the state of our inner world. And the more we take responsibility for our part in the situations in our lives, the more we transform. Now, let's zoom out for a moment here and look at the relationship here between connection with ourselves and transformation. Every insight, every move toward consciousness, every light bulb that goes on, every learning that we gain about ourselves, every layer that we peel back, and every time we turn inwards towards ourselves rather than away, each one of these moves can feel like moving a tiny grain of sand, as one of my teachers puts it. And yet one day we will know for certain that we have moved an entire mountain. Each one of these moves, each one of these turns can feel small or maybe seemingly unimportant, while others may feel massively large like an earthquake shaking us to our core. Whatever end of the spectrum it falls on, small or large, or even if we have to make the same move over and over again, peel back the same layer over and over, which we will, 
just by that very act, we're building the muscle of attuning to ourselves. Just as a mother attunes to a child, we can learn to attune to ourselves, to track our attention, to track our internal states in our physical body, to track the sensations we're having and what emotion is linked to that sensation. We can learn to stay with our current experience, whether it's pleasant or not. And as we do, as we learn to stay with what's happening in our interiority, we are returning to ourselves over and over again. Now, this connection requires fuel. And the fuel that we're talking about is moving our body, of rest, of eating well, of conscious breathing, of conscious grounding, of tending to our emotions, of paying attention to what we're doing when we're doing it. This connection requires fuel, all of those various kinds of fuel, and the connection also generates fuel. It's a relationship that is circular and mutually reinforcing and sustaining. We can start to see the cycle of reconnecting to fuel our transformation and that each little step in our transformation fuels that connection to ourself. The challenge is that it's difficult, if not impossible, to maintain that connection in the context of our fast pace, ever connected, always on lives. We're going to inevitably lose the connection and we need to reestablish it multiple times a day. This is where this inner force process comes in. The key is developing a set of practices that allow us to reestablish it continuously. So it's not something we're going to do once and forget about. Establishing the connection we have to ourselves and then reestablishing it when we lose it is something we can do every day and throughout the course of a single day. So how do we do it? You know, we can do it as simply as returning to the present moment, to the moment we're in, to the experience we're having, to the emotion that is arising, to the body sensation we're feeling, to the physicality of our body. We can return to the breath in this moment. With attention, intention, and with practice, this connection begins to feel more direct over time. Our inner flame can start to become more like a roaring fire than a flicker, and it can fuel our vitality to step more fully into our work and our lives. It can support us in being the change we want to be in the world, as Gandhi says, suggests. When the connection with ourselves isn't nurtured, that's when the flame dies out. We dry up inside. We go numb when resentment and hatred towards ourselves and others builds. When it's too painful to turn inward because we either have no sense of ourselves anymore or we don't like what we see. We can feel broken, lost, disenfranchised, and as if we don't know who we are anymore. When we don't feel the connection to ourselves and attend to it regularly, our flame can die out or can barely flicker. And it is with simply bringing our very attention, our consciousness, our care, this flame can begin to roar again. Turning away is a natural part of our lives. The turning inward is the muscle that we can build through the various practices we've explored. Now, there are many, many ways in, many more than what we've talked through in the course of this inner force process. The question is, what's yours? What works for you? What has you light up inside? What has your energy rise? What time do you take just for you? And how does that support you? What are the things that get in your way? What habits, old practices, old stories, old beliefs no longer serve you? What is limiting your growth in this moment? 
and what expands the possibilities for you in your life. No one can answer these questions for us. These are questions that each of us has to answer for ourselves. The beautiful thing is that the answers lie within each of us. And all we need to do is turn our attention inwards towards the vastness of our inner life. We need to take a quick break. And when we'll come back, we'll talk with our guest, Cynthia Luna, in our new Ventures West segment coming up next. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Inner Force is brought to you by New Ventures West. Pioneers of the renowned integral coaching method, New Ventures West has been offering transformative training programs for three decades. Their world-class faculty is known for developing masterful coaches who are of genuine service to their clients while staying true to themselves. With a focus on personal transformation and practical wisdom, leaders from all over the world have learned to cultivate greater capacity and fulfillment in their lives and to make a more meaningful contribution to those around them. Learn how integral coaching is applied in business leadership through masterful conversations. A three-day workshop for professionals offered in San Francisco, the Washington, D.C. area, and other cities worldwide. Visit newventureswest.com slash innerforce to explore what is possible. That's newventureswest.com slash innerforce. New Ventures West. Bring your whole self to life. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Inner Force with Angela King. We'd love to hear your questions and comments on today's show. Please send your questions and comments by email to info at fuelinnerforce.com. Now, back to Inner Force. Welcome back. I'm Angela King, and this is Inner Force. We're talking today about the power of connecting with ourselves. And in our New Ventures West segment here, we're going to be talking in depth with Cynthia Luna. Cynthia is an executive coach and facilitator with extensive experience in leadership development, executive and group coaching, working with intercultural teams in diverse industries, including corporations, nonprofits, foundations, and public entities across the United States and Latin America. She is both a partner of LF Leadership and a member of the faculty of New Ventures West. 
Cynthia, I'm honored to have you here with us. In the midst of your busy schedule, I'm so grateful to you for joining us. It is my pleasure. Thank you, Angela. So in your work as an integral coach and as a faculty member of New Ventures West, you shepherd people through the process of transformation on a regular basis. And so I'd love to get your perspective on what facilitates the journey inward. Hmm. Well, that's, um, that's a good question to get us started here. Um, I, I think, you know, what, what I have seen in my experience, both with my students and my clients, and I would say even my own process, is that the, 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 the most important thing in, the, in, in facilitating the journey inward is to have a desire to know ourselves. And once we have this desire, it continues to get fed um, over time as we start discovering that our world of possibilities becomes wider, our sense of connection to ourselves and others deepens, and also our capacity to contribute to the world increases. Now, um, some of your listeners might say, well, I don't feel that desire to know myself. I you know, I'm quite well how I am now. And, uh, I, you know, I can relate to that at some point in my life. But my guess is that if people are listening to this program, that uh, there's some level of curiosity. And um, if they've been following the, the journey of the program until now, they've you know, tried out some of the practices that you have offered and maybe there, there might be some insights that are beginning to come in that starts um, questioning the way in which they have lived their lives or the way in which they relate to their lives. So I feel that, you know, the journey inward really starts with um, an insight, a, a, a light that gets shed into our lives that invites further reflection. So sometimes people have some major things that happen, like an illness or, you know, some death in the family or, you know, losing the job. And, uh, but sometimes it's little things like, you know, reading, um, reading a book that poses a particular question or a friend asking uh, something of us that has not been asked before. So um, I think the, the journey inward, if we're listening to it, if we're paying attention to it, it starts, um, it starts with an insight. Now, an insight is, you know, as, you, as you know, in your work as well, Angela, it's, it's not enough. Right. Um, but it's, it's an initial light. I was thinking about this um, earlier today, and it's like... We have lived our lives in a in a particular um, in a garden that we have cared for uh, for a long time. You know, as long as we've lived, we know the corners that need light. We know the corners that we like. We even know what are the boundaries of our garden and what's the weather that we preferred and um, the type of uh, guests that we like to have there or not, but then an insight is like finding a door in your garden that then opens up to 
um, a forest that is outside of your garden that you start discovering that it's also you. Mm, it's really beautiful. And um, yeah, as I'm, as I'm feeling into this, I can feel the excitement of um, you know getting to know what else is there. Mm-hmm. To um, ex- beginning to find the expansion of ourselves, to start discovering that maybe I've been living as uh, with a belief that I am someone who, right? I'm someone who drinks coffee. I am someone who likes the color purple, or you know, whatever it is. I'm giving some silly examples, but um, as we start getting into this inner discovery of ourselves and we start being um, enticed by this exploration of what's beyond the limitations that we have been living, then we discover new colors, new possibilities, new ways of connecting that get get us both closer to ourselves but also um, freer and more expanded. Yeah. So I think that the excitement, it's also what facilitates our journey inward. Mm-hmm. This, um, you know, like discovering a f- fabulous new meal or a, uh, anyway, I can go on and on, but that's what comes yes. up for me as you yes. ask the question. Yeah, I love the point about there has to be some desire here and... You know, and and as I listen to the excitement end of the spectrum, I'm also reflecting in my own experience. I think my journey inward, actually, if I talk about my own uh, experience for a moment, was out of apathy. Like I <laughs> was in this great job at Apple and um, everything in life was pretty settled and perfect and it mm-hmm. didn't, something was missing. And I started asking the question of, actually, someone posed a question to me, which was, what do you want to do with your life? (laughs) And I said, I don't know, but I'm sure that if I get quiet enough, the answers are inside. And I just, I don't know how to do that. And that led me on a discovery path of starting to do yoga and starting to meditate and years and years and years later, finding New Ventures West, and here I am. Um, but I think that that desire can come at, in a spectrum of ways, as you point out, um, in all kinds of small ways or really large, more existential questions of what do you want to do with your life? Yes, yes. And what's and beautiful about your example yeah. is that it, does only, it doesn't always require this big experience that right. have us turn inward. But um, there's a way, you know, it, if, if we think about how our psychology gets formed, we, are act, we actually grow up, um, we develop and we survive because we look outward. Right? We pay attention yes. to what our you know, caregivers tell us to survive. We pay attention to what our teachers tell us so we can succeed in school. We pay attention. So there's, there's, there's this whole way in which we're trained to turn out outward to survive. Yes. But there's a point in our lives where that's not enough. 
Yes. And, um, you know, we're not always ready to turn inward. So uh, it seems to me that in your, in your story, there was some level of readiness to hear that question, to hear what else is here, mm. and to really make that turn. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that so beautifully said, Cynthia, and I, I feel like there's this way, particularly in this moment in our history, with the challenges that we are facing that, you know, so many of us are uh, disillusioned with the political discourse and the state of our world. Um, the, um, the challenge, the overwhelming challenge of it. And it seems to me that even this external environment can be a, uh, mirror for us to start to decide to look inward. Yes. It's true. As a way it to doesn't s- happen. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say it doesn't it doesn't happen to everyone in the same way. Right. So, you know, also I I, I think I want to say that for those of um, your listeners to uh, who are listening to your story and think, okay, now I have to go to yoga or I have to meditate or whatever right. it is. It looks different ways to different people. Absolutely. Um, but it's really uh, following this desire. And this, um, I would say, an, um, a deeper knowing that there's more here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yes. who, you, who you have to live you are is not all that there is. And um, that can be exciting. I've noticed, I'm noticing my excitement this um, today about that. But it can also be really scary. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, which is what keeps us in our territory as we know it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. So we're going to need to take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear more from Cynthia, and we'll also introduce the practice of the week. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Inner Force is brought to you by New Ventures West. Pioneers of the renowned integral coaching method, New Ventures West has been offering transformative training programs for three decades. Their world-class faculty is known for developing masterful coaches who are of genuine service to their clients while staying true to themselves. With a focus on personal transformation and practical wisdom, leaders from all over the world have learned to cultivate greater capacity and fulfillment in their lives and to make a more meaningful contribution to those around them. Learn how integral coaching is applied in business leadership through masterful conversations. A three-day workshop for professionals offered in San Francisco, the Washington, D.C. area, and other cities worldwide. Visit newventureswest.com slash innerforce to explore what is possible. That's newventureswest.com slash innerforce. New Ventures West. Bring your whole self to life. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. This is Interforce with Angela King. We'd love to hear your questions and comments on today's show. Please send your questions and comments by email to info at fuelinnerforce.com. Now, back to Interforce. Welcome back. I'm Angela King, and this is Interforce. We're talking today about the power of connecting with ourselves, and we're in conversation with Cynthia Luna. We'll have a few more minutes here, and then later in the segment, we'll introduce the practice of the week. So, Cynthia, let's pick up where we left off, which is in the difficulty of this uh, process and in turning inward. And and maybe we could talk a little bit and get your perspective here on how we support ourselves as we take this step. Sure. I'm happy to speak about that. Um, I would say that uh, the first thing is something that you have been inviting your listeners into, which is to have a structure of practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, practices, um, you know, are those that um, we can have a yoga practice that has, you know, uh, some structure for us every day. We can have a sitting practice. We can have a walking practice. So something that... Um, it works for you to keep inviting your exploration inward. And I would support what you've been saying about coming into, into our hearts, into our minds, into our bodies. Now, I would say that in addition to having a structure of practices, it would be important to have a community of support. Yes. Of fellow seekers who are uh, also in a journey inward who you can explore with, who you can share with, um, who you can be witnessed by, and really um, not feel lonely in this uh, being human. And then the, the third one I was, I was thinking about is that I think it's important to have some type of guidance. And guidance can come in the form of a coach or a teacher or a mentor, but yeah. someone who can support um, support you along the way, and who can continue to invite you with curiosity into territories of yourself that you have not explored quite yet, or who can can provide some support in the things that you are discovering. For me, those those would be the three most important elements to be able to sustain a life inward. Yes, I I think those are absolutely absolutely the right mm-hmm. ones and I and I as I think about the last piece that you mentioned around a coach or a mentor or somebody to support you there's an element there and I think also even in the community aspect as well 
there's a discernment that can really be supportive of can this person, either as a friend or a mentor, support me with objectivity? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, providing a clean, psychologically safe kind of space, which is something we've talked about in previous shows, that allows for my unfoldment to happen however it happens and to have that be okay and um, to have that person not be trying to fix or solve, but just be there to listen, witness, and maybe ask deepening questions as opposed to trying to solve anything. Yeah, quite a process. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Well, Cynthia, unfortunately, we need to wrap up for today. And I uh, just want to thank you again immensely for your time in the midst of your busy schedule for joining us and bringing your insights. It is my pleasure, Angela. Thank you for inviting me. And it's that time in the show when we introduce the practice of the week. And the practice this week is the idea of creating some space and some time to make this sort of conscious turn inward, both in the morning and in the evening. And as we've done in previous shows, we've introduced this concept of a one-on-one check-in meeting where you would typically do that maybe with an employee or a boss at your work. And instead, we're going to turn that framework in toward ourselves. And the idea is to pick a time, uh, uh, usually helps to do it at the same time of day or to add it to an existing habit, habit. Uh, like I do mine in the morning when I drink my coffee, Um, in the morning and then again in the evening. And in both steps, we're going to connect to our breath and take 10 conscious breaths to ask ourselves a self-reflection question. And the one I'd start with is, what's one thing you could do to connect with yourself today? And then to set your intention to do that self-connection practice. And then later in the evening to do the same thing, to connect to your breath, to ask yourself, did I, ask, uh, did I act on my intention? And if so, how did that impact me? And if not, why? What's getting in the way? And to step three is then to integrate, to given what I learned today, what is one thing that I could either take up or put down tomorrow that would help support my connection with myself? And then again, to set an intention to take that step tomorrow. Every day we get the chance to start again. And as always, we recommend using the three C's, courage to try this in the first place, curiosity to learn about the nature of your experience, and compassion to be kind to yourselves no matter what we discover. And you can go to fuelinnerforce.com to download this practice of the week. And we hope that you'll join us here online where you can continue to engage with the Inner Force process through accessing previous shows and subscribing to our mailing list to keep up to date. We'll be distributing content from the Inner Force process in new ways. So we hope you'll join our community at fuelinnerforce.com. That concludes our show for today and this chapter of the Inner Force Process on the Voice America Business Channel. It has been my absolute honor to be your host. I would like to thank the Voice America Network for their support and a huge thank you to my executive producer, Dee Daniels, and the members of the Inner Force team who have supported this process. I'm also, of course, incredibly grateful to New Ventures West for their partnership and to all of the faculty members and coaches who came on the show to offer their expertise to myself and the audience. As we've talked about many times, the foundation of this work is an invitation into more of ourselves. We have all of the answers within. The task becomes getting quiet enough 
to hear them and to find our unique way in. My firm belief is that we're all uniquely positioned to contribute in this lifetime in a certain way. This unique positioning comes from the whole of us, which is why we have to begin to honor and accept and attend to the whole of us, to the three main centers of our our being, our mind, our heart, and our body. Our unique positioning doesn't come only from the parts we are proud of. It comes from our pain, our suffering, the depth of our fears, and our difficulty. What we can bring to the world at the deepest level comes from all of it, from the entirety of us and our experience. Everything needs to be included and to be integrated. It is in the integration that we cut through the challenge of the experiences, digesting them and using the fruit of our experiences no matter how challenging they may be, to be the ground for our contribution to the world. I used to talk about bringing my best self to life. And while I think that's a lovely intention and one I've personally held for years, I don't believe it's as powerful as bringing our whole selves, the integrated whole, to our work and our lives. That is when our transformation skyrockets. That's when everything rises. It takes courage and grit and support both internal and external support, as we just talked about. And it will change our lives and the lives of those around us. And when we step into it in this way, including the whole, we'll change the world. The most important connection you have is the one that you cultivate with yourself. Connect, ignite, rise. I'm Angela King, and this is Inner Force. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in this week to Inner Force. Be sure to join host Angela King for another program next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Inner Force. Connect. Ignite. Rise.